This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. All right, guys. So first I'm going to go over domain authority, what that means, why it matters and how to grow yours. And then I'm going to jump into a quick demonstration of how you can optimize your website to get conversions, to build your subscriber or email list, and then to serve those people with ongoing content using an e-newsletter over time. What is domain authority? So all websites on the internet have a ranking of zero to 100 based on their quality and credibility, all right? So the algorithms that power the search engines, like Google, they look for key indicators that a website is credible. And so when you think about established, highly trafficked websites like Forbes, for example, they're going to have a very high ranking, while brand new websites by default have a low mark until they become more discovered, more trafficked, more used, and more shared across the web, okay? And so there's kind of three, three big things that you want to think about when building your domain authority. And as a, a side note, you want to think about building credibility on the web as an investment. All right. This is by no means like a get rich quick thing. All right. You can't, you can't expect to be a leading voice um, with your content, like specifically from a content standpoint within three months or five months. Like this is something that Again, purely from, from a, an SEO perspective, purely from a search engine optimization point of view, this takes really in the, in the long run, this is a years long you know, uh, process. So before you can get you know, ranking for dozens of keywords on the first page of Google, you have to put in the work, you have to put in the time. And the way you do that is by creating really quality content, getting people to link back to your website and getting, getting people to share the content that you're putting out. So there's three ways, again, that you can, that you can start to target your domain, um, your domain credibility on the web, all right? And I'm gonna go through those quickly here. Number one is to create long form question answering content. So one metric that the algorithms look for in determining whether a site is credible or not is the length of time that users spend on the page and whether or not they bounce, which means X out, go back or leave the page and whether or not they do that quickly. So cater to popular search inquiries by writing out information and making that the most in-depth piece on the entire internet on that topic. And so writing 2000 or 3000 word blog posts or web pages that go really in-depth on a given topic is kind of a, a quick hack that can help you boost your domain authority over time. And then when browsers find your best of breed post in search, they'll be way more likely to stick around and to read it. They'll be way more likely to save it and to share it, which again, will help boost your domain authority. Number two, which I mentioned is to earn backlinks from other highly credible sources. Backlinks is just another way of saying hyperlinks when another website provides a link to your page on your website. And these, I really view these as being the equivalent of digital tributaries, which lead back to your website. And so the more websites that link to content on your domain, the better. Ideally, you, you really want to aim for backlinks from already well-known outlets, okay? And this process of gaining backlinks, you know, at scale 
essentially is what's called earned media. So by pitching yourself to contribute and collaborate on, on other established outlets in your niche, you can ramp up your quality backlinks quickly. And so that's why you hear me talk about it. And that's why part of this course is dedicated to helping you grow your earned media approach. Okay. Backlinks is a huge reason why. And so another, another thing that this does is it, it opens up those new streams for new audiences to find you, which in turn will en enhance your authority as more people start to become aware of who you are and search for your name and search for your website over time. Okay. And then number three is to include rich multimedia content on your site. So multimedia content adds a flavor that can complement complement um, text-based you know, content in a really unique way. And so what you want to start to think about is how can you feature content from one of your other platforms on your website or on your blog? Can you embed YouTube videos on your website, for example? Can you embed Instagram posts within a page or within a post that adds a unique flavor to that piece of content? Can you you know, link back to podcast episodes in blog posts, for example, and give readers more of a content experience, not just content. And so the search engines will bump, bump up your piece of content if it, is, if it is diverse, if it has a diversity of different media types in it, because the algorithms know that people don't just want to read. People want to watch. People want to listen. People want to absorb and engage and experience. They don't just want to read. Okay. And so the more you can create a holistic brand experience for your readers and followers by including different formats and different content types, that's really going to go a long way in helping you boost your domain authority. All right. Cool. Awesome. Let's go ahead and share the screen. And we're going to go through how you can grow your email list using specific website tactics. Okay. And so th there's a couple of big things I want to go over here and then I'll share a couple of examples. Okay. Number one, you want to make sure you have your opt-in above the fold, especially on home pages and article pages. So what this means is above the fold means what you can see when you first land on a page. So what you're looking at right here in this document, this is above the fold. If I have to scroll down in order to read more information, all the stuff that is below this content is below the fold. And so you want to make sure that you are including a subscribe button or an opt-in checkpoint for traffic that is visiting your pages above the fold. So you want it to be visible right here, right here. Okay. It could even be an entry overlay, like a pop-up that comes up as soon as, as people land on your page. All right. This, this would most commonly be called a lead magnet or a freebie. And as long as it's not spammy, as long as it's not super intrusive, as long as you're offering more value than the intrusion element of the pop-up, then you're okay. You're in the clear. So let's look at a couple examples of this stuff in action. Okay. Here I am on a content marketing Institute's website. This is an article that I contributed to their blog, you know, uh, let's see, several years ago. And so you can see right here above the fold, right? they have an opportunity to subscribe to their blog. You enter in your business email, you enter in your country, and then you hit subscribe. And the value that you get for that is to sign up for their daily alerts for expert in, uh, advice, standout examples, and creative ideas delivered directly to your inbox, right? So a pretty strong call to action that is really, really compelling. And what it does is it overwhelms the reader with implied value enough so to get them to make that exchange of their personal data in order to opt into the email list. And that's exactly how you want to do it, right? That's exactly what you want to do. So let's see, I'm trying to go to the bottom of the article. 
Okay, and so at the bottom of their article, they also have an opportunity to subscribe. It's not a box, it's a link, okay? But the idea is you wanna have multiple touch points where people can subscribe to your blog throughout articles, throughout pages, everywhere on your website, okay? You really wanna make it easy for people to come back again and again and to get that fresh content from you, all right? Let's jump over to another example from another website that I really love. It's called Conversion Sciences, all right? This is a B2B uh, consultancy, right? And same concept. As soon as you land on a blog post on their website, above the fold, you see the opt-in, all right? You see the opt-in form. And in this case, what he's promising is more of a lead magnet. So his freebie is, this is an actual PDF document. It's a 110-point checklist, all right? And so the idea is that this is so value packed, like this offer, all you have to do is give your name and your email and you're going to get a 110 point e-commerce checklist. And so if this is you, if you fall into this audience, you're going to be very likely to make that exchange because of the value that you get in exchange for your name and for your email address. So this is what you want to start to think about as you position your freebie or your email newsletter for web visitors. Okay. So really, really important to have a great offer to use really compelling copy, right? Demonstrate social proof, you know, really speak to the value proposition that that individual will be getting to give you their email address. All right. And so you can do that through, um, you know, multitude of different tactics. Two that I like are including a form above the fold, as we just saw, and then to have entry and especially exit intent overlays. And so what exit intent overlays do is as soon as the user demonstrates a likelihood that they're going to go back or X out of the page by raising their mouse above a certain threshold on the page, I'm trying to get this page to fire, but you know what? It's not because I was on this, this page yesterday. And so it has dropped a cookie and it knows that I already saw the exit intent overlay, I believe. And in general though, what would happen is as I raise my mouse up here near the back arrow or the X, right? That triggers the popover to appear. And it's like a last ditch opportunity to get that individual's information before they leave. And if you don't have somebody's information, they're called anonymous traffic because you don't know who they are. You don't have their information. It's someone that you're not able to communicate with. You're not able to track if you aren't able to collect that individual's data. And so that's the point of creating these mouse traps they're called on your website that really aim to go ahead and get that person to opt in to your list, okay? And then another tactic just to throw in as well, not a lot of people know you can use Linktree to gather emails as well. And so there's a function, if you go into the back end of Linktree, if you use Linktree, you can hook that up to your email list and you can collect uh, email addresses that way as well. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I share in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things. And hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you. And that's it. I will see you in the next episode.